mentally pushing yourself out of your comfort zone on a daily basis, there's really something to be said about that. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings. Drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a Truck driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. In today's episode, I interview Fat Tony, who is a CrossFitter. So unlike his name suggests, Fat Tony is very fit like crazy fit. He's been doing CrossFit for quite a long time and takes it very seriously. So if you were like me and you do not know much about CrossFit at all, maybe you've just heard some kind of derogatory things about it on the internet, or you've heard some crazy evangelical things about it through a colleague or something like that, this is going to be a really good learning experience for you to hear all about the craze that is CrossFit. So without further ado, here is CrossFitter. Fat, thanks so much for being on the show, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. I'm honored. So just so I get this out of the way, so people don't think I am just a total a-hole, your name is Fat Tony, but you basically just, well, you're not, your real name is not Fat Tony, but you go by Fat Tony and more importantly, you just go by Fat. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Fat Tony was a high school nickname. I'm 32 now. So more than half my life ago, I was 15 years old and uh, my high school buddies just thought it'd be funny to give me a nickname. And uh uh, my real name is Adam Taylor, and they were just like, oh, that's a dorky white kid name, which is exactly what I was, <laughs> a scrawny dorky white kid. And uh, they were like, yeah, it'd be funny to give you a tough mafia name. So they came up with Fat Tony, and, and it stuck around. That's perfect. I, and, and plus, like you said, you were scrawny. It's funny how often, like, you know, uh, like Big Baby Davis, or, you know, like they always give, like, huge guys the name of, like, Tiny, and then right, little right. guys, you know, a name like Fat Tony. So yeah. perfect. There you go. So why don't we start out with a, a real layup of a question, sure. which is, what is CrossFit? Uh, so the, the easy terms, I guess, that the CrossFit headquarters gives to its modality, it's, it's a fitness modality, and they say it is performing functional movements, wait, con- I'm sorry, constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. So the constantly varied part would be... Um, you know, changes every day, but at the same time, it's measurable and repeatable. So even though, you know, workouts change from day to day, there are a handful of workouts that will come up again that you'll do again a couple months from now and you've tracked your progress and now you know, oh, I did that faster or I did more reps of that or I did a heavier weight of that. Um, the functional part of it would be, I, I always give this example. So when you do a bicep curl, you really never like replicate that movement of like, you know, bending your arm 90 degrees back and forth. That doesn't really happen in your everyday life, but a movement in CrossFit called a thruster, which is picking a barbell up off the ground, kind of hoisting it to your shoulders, getting into a squat, and then standing up and pushing it over your head is a very similar move to, say, getting a heavy suitcase off the ground and putting it into an overhead bin of an airplane or or picking a box up off the ground and putting it on a high shelf. Uh, So that's the functional part of it. Right. So most of the movements are going to be more compound and more like complex movements than i guess a isolated weight movement that you would be used to in the gym yeah there you go so uh, most workouts and most movements in general are more of a full body movement as opposed to the isolated things like the bicep curl or you know dips and things like that yeah and you mentioned the varied so as somebody that has just worked out in regular gyms um you know they always say that after you've been doing a particular lift for a while you know move on to something else because your muscles are going to get you know basically used to doing that lift and you're not Mm going to be able to have any more gains from that is that the main reason for the variation or is it also just to keep things interesting for everyone and to keep people coming back um yeah i I think Originally, CrossFit was sort of designed as an all-encompassing fitness program, um, and a lot of people really started out with the idea that CrossFit would get them better at a different sport. Um, and so keeping it varied, just like you said, kind of keeps your muscles guessing and keeps things fresh. Um, now CrossFit has like evolved a lot over the last several years, and it's kind of a sport in and of itself. Um, but definitely for somebody like me, like what drew me into it was when I thought of going to a regular gym and doing the bicep curls and the bench press, it just seemed really boring and monotonous. I had done that when I was pretty young, you know, and I, I'd seen what that looked like. And so the idea of going into a group atmosphere with a bunch of people all doing the same thing at the same time um, and having the workout change every day, um, having some long, some short, you know, some heavy, some light, that really intrigued me. So that's what, kind of what drew me in. 
Yeah, so let's talk more about what 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 crossfit is actually like so you mentioned a group atmosphere so you're not working out solo like explain to us what it's like when you walk in the doors of a crossfit box and then we'll later go over some of the definitions and terms in crossfit such as box and stuff like that but yeah Um, what's it like when you walk in well i'll start off by saying that every gym is very different and each gym owner kind of um you know creates a culture of their own within their gym and creates their own vibe and feel. So every gym is going to be a little bit different. The coaching is going to be different. The type of workouts they program are going to be different. Um, and just the overall atmosphere is going to be different. Um, so I'm going to speak a little bit more specifically to what, what mine's at, but it's still pretty general as far as like, you know, if you're asking just what it's like when you go into a gym. Um, so typically a class will be anywhere from, let's say three to 30 people, you know, um, some may be bigger, but I think 30 is kind of a, a larger in size of class. Um, so it is a group class and everybody does the same thing together. So a coach or a, a, you know, a trainer is leading the group. And a lot of times you'll start out with some type of a light warm up. So that might be a 400 meter jog, which is about a quarter mile or a 500 meter row on the concept two rowing machine. Um, or some kind of dynamic warm up, like, you know, football ladder drills and things like that, agility drills. Um, oftentimes you'll also do, um, some type of stretching or, or mobility. So that's going to you know stretch out your muscles and kind of just get you ready for the workout. And then a good gym will go over all the movements that are going to be involved that day. And I've, I've traveled a lot and I've been to a lot of different gyms. So I've, I say that a good gym does this and I've seen gyms that I would consider not quite as good that don't really do this. So if your workout is going to include five different movements, they'll spend some time going over those movements. And now you got to remember too that people are on different levels. So there's going to be sometimes classes that are, you know, specifically more for beginner athletes that they go over those movements a lot more in detail. Um, whereas the advanced athletes, they know that they should already know these movements. So they're not going to spend quite as much time going over it and they can use that time to do something else. Okay, cool. Uh, That's what I was going to ask. That's something that I, uh, like worried about with CrossFit is that they're maybe like not letting people know like the safe and effective way to right, do something right. and you get people just running in trying to do squats and like hurting themselves you know totally so I'll give you a little story kind of uh, revolving around that so I, I like most people was a little bit nervous I didn't have anybody to go into the gym with um, to try it out and I was just kind of going in blind so I literally just got on Google and you know searched CrossFit in my area and there was a couple gyms nearby um, I called one and they said I had to make an appointment to go and like, you know, do a one-on-one type thing. And another one was just like, yeah, come on in, you know, try it out. So although I made the appointment for one, I just went ahead and went to try out the other one, um, you know, because my appointment wasn't for two days from now or whatever. And I wanted to work out. So I go into this place and of course I'm not going to say the name of it, but, um, you know, they're, they're like, okay, I warm up. You're going to jump on this box. You're going to run down the street. You're going to do some jump rope, like yada, yada. I'm like, sweet, I'm pretty active, I'm fit, I'm, I'm killing this shit, you know, like, I'm destroying this warm-up. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, uh, the coaches are like, yeah, you're doing great, you know, like, you're, you can be on our team, like, you're a natural athlete. And I'm all, like, patting myself on the back, like, hell yeah, this is sweet. <laughs> then we get to the workout, and it was some kind of either a thruster or a shoulder-to-overhead type of barbell movement. And I don't remember what the weight was, but, uh, you know, there's a the workout written on the board, and it says a, um, a prescribed men's weight and a women's weight. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, do you want to do the men's weight? And I'm just like, you know, shrugging my shoulders. I guess so. I'm a That's man. insane that they would ask you that and that they wouldn't be like, hey, how many times have you done like a clean and jerk or you know, right. anything where you're throwing weight over your head before? Totally. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll do the men's weight. It's like, okay, cool. Three, two, one, go. And I like very sloppily did like one or two reps. And I'm just like looking at him like, I can't do this. Like, this is really heavy. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. They're like, okay, we'll just take a little weight off the bar, you know? So I somehow finished the workout. I don't remember what it was or even how I did. So then I go to the next place that had, you know, required me to do a a scheduled one-on-one thing. And they start out with, um, like I said, a one-on-one. So they go around the gym. They tell you all about the gym, how they program, how they run their classes. And then they say, okay, we're going to do a one-on-one workout where it's just me and you. I'm going to walk you through everything. And it was rowing on the row machine, air squats with no weight, sit-ups on an ab mat, push-ups and pull-ups so all just body weight stuff no barbells like nothing high skill and they went through even each of those simple movements you know for several minutes each and then watched me one-on-one as i was doing each one and then i was like oh this is how you do it like you know by the time i was ready for a barbell in that particular gym they gave me a pvc pipe and spent 10 or 15 minutes going over the movement with a 
you know, a plastic pipe before they gave me a, an actual empty barbell. You that's know? so nice. I, I, that's what I was thinking is so funny that that first gym that you were talking about that, that when you started out with the men's weight, that their solution to that was, oh, let's just take a little bit of weight off. And it wasn't like, oh, just lift a bar with no weights right. on it, you know, and just try to figure out what you're even supposed to do to begin with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I, I've traveled a lot since then and I've, I've seen other gyms that are similar to that first one. And I've seen other gyms that are now similar to one that I, I train out on a regular basis. And so I've kind of seen the good, the bad and the ugly. And so when I tell people, you know, if they're thinking about trying out CrossFit, there's so many gyms now. Go to four, five, six of them. Like all of them will let you go in and try it out for free at least one or two times, you know? So go in and try it out and get a feel for what's different about each one. Like you're going to feel like you fit in one a little bit more than the other. You're going to feel a little bit more safe at one. You're going to feel more comfortable at one. You know, just get a, a feel of what's more comfortable to you. That's really nice. That's a good point because I think, and this is something I, I actually want to go into now, is is that a large part of the draw for CrossFit is the social aspect of it. So I guess no different than applying for a job or picking out like a local bar that's your bar or whatever. It, things just sometimes feel like a better cultural fit for you. Totally. You know, there's just something that feels right about a place when you walk in. So um, great advice for trying out a lot of a lot of crossfit boxes or gyms or whatever to decide yep. what feels right for you yeah the the cultural thing and the, the social aspect is huge for me you know i'm self-employed so i work at home um and i'm not the type to really go to a coffee shop a lot of times i've got my second monitor i've got my hard drives here i've kind of got my workstation set up in my home office so i don't like to go out and work in different places so for me to be able to go to the gym each day is you know i can see the same group of friends we can catch up after the workout you know we sit and chit chat and stuff and actually, that, that brings up a kind of an interesting point, too, is I found that after working out, you have like this crazy bond with people. And I've, I've uh, likened it to this in the past. I don't know if, if you remember the movie Speed with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Yeah, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was a long time it's ago. A great My mom movie. used to watch it a lot. <laughs> but uh, at the end of that movie, she said something about, you know, you shouldn't um, base a relationship on an extreme you know, circumstance or whatever, whatever she worded it. And uh, I feel like CrossFit is very much like that. I've been to gyms when I'm traveling where there's a cool group of people and they seem nice and friendly, but you don't really talk to them that much. But then after the workout, you've like immediately have this bond because you just did something really hard and really strenuous together. And now all of a sudden you're like bonded in your friends and now you're talkative and now you're like buddy, buddy and getting to know them and stuff, you know? Yeah. So that happens on a daily basis at the gym. Yeah, it's a great, great way to meet people. It almost kind of breaks down the ego a little you're like physically breaking down your ego when you're doing this really tough workout which is to say that you're not um you're not judging these other people anymore and more importantly you're not worried about them judging you you're just you, you feel like you're all part of this thing because of this experience that you just had you know totally. yeah the, the crossfit quote-unquote community is really huge if, if you ever talk to anybody about crossfit that word community comes up quite a bit I almost think it comes up too much. Maybe there's another word for it, or maybe I just hear it so much that it gets a little bit annoying, but uh, that community is a big part of it for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's great, man. That, it, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about later, like is it, the the different draws for people to to CrossFit and why you think it's you know as po crazy popular as it is and why it blew up so much. And that was kind of my number one guess. I, I remember back when I... Um, was growing up in high school, I I was Catholic at the time and, and really into going to church. thought I was really into going to church. I, I, I thought I was really into going to church because of that's how much I loved God. Like, that's all that I thought. Like, this is why I love going to church. But at the time, I was in confirmation class and later became a confirmation teacher. And it was like the coolest freaking people that were these confirmation teachers. They were like going to junior college and, you know, college when I was just in high school. And I got to hang out with them and everything. So, of course, I'm showing up to church like freaking twice on Sundays and doing all this stuff just so I could see all these people. Yeah. But it's like I was too young to even understand that that's what was happening. In my mind, all I was thinking is like, I'm a really good religious kid. Like, I just love going to church. But I mean, I'm pretty sure looking back that it's because I got to hang out with college kids, you know? And uh, I imagine that that is probably the number one draw for CrossFit. Would you agree with that or no? Um I wouldn't, you know, make a hard statistic like that saying it's the number one, but it's definitely a huge thing. Like I said, for me, the thought of going into a regular gym and just working out by myself just seemed like pulling teeth, you know, and uh, knowing how many friends that I've made through CrossFit and just going to the gym now, 
Um, and knowing just what a good vibe you get from all those people there and how much they push you and motivate you and stuff. I think it's definitely a huge draw, you know? Yeah. That's and, awesome. And I think too, um, you know, like I said, it's gotten so big over the last couple of years. Like now it's on ESPN and I feel like I even saw it before I knew what it was on ESPN and, you know, tuned in a couple times in a row watching the CrossFit games on TV, just thinking like, what the hell is this? Like, this looks really cool, you know? And then for me, I was a, a photographer in the professional BMX riding world. So there was all these BMX riders that started to do CrossFit and they were having better results in their bike. They were, you know, getting slimmer and more fit and, you know, better looking and stronger. And they were starting to win contests and everybody was like, oh, I got to get on that program. Like whatever that guy is doing, you know, that's, that's the way to go to get better on your bike. And it was all CrossFit. So when I started, um, like I mentioned before, a lot of people get into it to get better at a sport. My idea was that I wanted to be able to ride my bike better. And if I crash, not get hurt or be able to last longer at the skate park without getting tired and winded, you know? Yeah. So for me, it was totally a, a fun way to, you know, get better on my bike and, and, you know, obviously get overall healthy and fit. Um, but it had a purpose, you know? Yeah. Um, ironically, after probably four or five months, I, I had this kind of mental shift that was completely unintentional, but I was like, started to think like, damn, if I go ride my bike now and I crash, I won't be able to go to the gym <laughs> and uh, things kind of flip-flopped, you know? And, and now, um, 2015, I've probably ridden my bike less than I ever have in my life this year, just because I've gotten so into it. And, you know, now instead of riding X times a week is my priority. Now it's like the priority is going to the gym every day, you know? Yeah. And anything else has to take a backseat to that. Like everything else is scheduled around the gym time. Yeah. How often are you going to the gym and how long is a typical session at a CrossFit gym? Yeah. So for new people, most classes will just be an hour long. You know, um, you get there maybe a few minutes early if you want to stretch and kind of warm up on your own or, you know, hang out and chit chat on, on your own. Um, but the actual class with the with the coach is going to be about an hour long. Like I said, you've got your warm up and mobility and then kind of going over the workout. You might have a little bit of lifting before the workout. And then you have the actual workout of the day. So that's about an hour. Um, for me, it goes through cycles. Like earlier this year, I was on a separate program aside from my gym's program. So a, a good buddy of mine that actually coaches in my gym, um, he's getting his master's in kinesiology. He's super good at programming and everything and designing workouts. So I was going in for you know two hours during the middle of the day to do his program. And then I'd go back for an hour at night to do the class. Um, and then of course, a little bit of cool down, a little bit of hangout after. So I was spending a lot of time at the gym. Yeah. Uh, you know, now I'm off of that program and I'm just doing the class programming right now. So, uh, you know, it's basically just an hour at night. Although last night I went in and did an extra workout right before the class. Um, but you know, life catches up with you sometimes. And when things get busy, it's like, if you only have an hour, then you can still get in there, you know, get intense, get your hard workout, get your sweat on and then just get back home. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I think this just popped into my head as I was just looking at you is, is another thing that I I think that CrossFit has done so well. Is it in what, why it draws a lot of people is it fills this nice niche for kind of like the average everyday man, you know, it's or woman, uh, the average everyday person. It's like, if you, if you don't have a lot of weight to lose, like someone like you or me that, you know, doesn't really have any weight to lose, you're not going to want to go to the gym and like ride a freaking stationary bike for an hour or something. Like, why would I even go and do that? And then a lot of people, again, like probably like you and me, maybe look at some like big bulky dude in the gym pumping like just tons of weights. And it's like, well, I also don't really want to look like that guy, but I'm sure I could be a little bit more fit. I'm sure I could be a little bit more muscular. And I guess that that's kind of this nice niche that CrossFit has is like the the workout for the for the in the middle person, like totally. for, for basically everyone, you know? So for me, another part of it, not just, you know, getting more physically fit, like I said, I came from the BMX bike riding world and so much of that was about progression. You know, you learn one trick and then you can do that trick over a different obstacle or over a bigger obstacle or you can stretch it or hold it for longer uh, or you can go faster on the racetrack, whatever it is. It's all about kind of measuring yourself against yourself and getting better and improving since the last time you rode or whatever. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I was never that great of a BMX rider and at you know, a certain point in my quote unquote riding career, if you want to call it that, it wasn't career, but you know, my history of riding, 
I really stopped pushing myself. I got scared. You know, I had a few pretty big injuries. I fractured my skull. I tore my ACL. Wow. The, the, the desire to push myself became less and less. Like my fear of getting hurt and, you know, knowing the consequences of getting injured was so great that it wasn't worth the, the risk anymore. So in CrossFit, I get this same sense of accomplishment and goal setting and, and progression. You know, I started out, um, you know, with lightweight. Now I can go to heavier weight. I can take that heavier weight. I can do more reps. I can do more reps. Now I can do it faster. Oh, now I learned a new skill, like, you know, going from single jump ropes to double unders, you know, going from bar muscle-ups to ring muscle-ups. Now stringing more ring muscle-ups together. You constantly progress, progress, and I'm so goal-oriented that I track every single one of my workouts that I do every day. And so I can look back and know exactly, you know, how much I improved over a certain period of time. So I think that's a, a big draw for people as well and definitely a huge draw for me. Yeah, for sure. That makes total sense. I mean, it it gives you that incentive to keep going back every day, you know, try to yeah. see if you can beat your your personal best. So tell us about some of the the workouts. So take us through maybe like a sample day, what what uh, the the things that you would go between would be, and mm-hmm. then maybe give us a couple of what you think are like the most interesting CrossFit exercises that you can do. Sure. Um, so do you want me to give you like a day of like a normal class or like my day? Uh, yeah. What, what would be the difference, I guess? Okay. So, uh, so yesterday is a good example. So I signed up for a, a local competition that's uh, just about a month away from now. Um, so they released the workouts ahead of time. So I can basically practice them if I want to. Um, so one of the workouts I wanted to try out. So yesterday I went to the gym and before working out, I have like a series of stretches and kind of mobility that I like to do. Um, that takes me about 10 to 15 minutes, um, kind of opening up and activating my shoulders with some banded stretches, hanging like a big rubber band down from a pull-up bar, and then opening up my hips and legs and kind of stretching out my quads and stuff so that I can get into a deeper squat and you know be mo- more mobile in my hips and legs. So I stretched for about 15 minutes, and then I knew what the workout was, so I knew that I could I needed to warm up to the weight of the workout. So I put 95 pounds on a barbell. I just did a simple three deadlifts. Um, three power cleans and then three, three front squats. And then I put 135 pounds on the bar and basically did the same thing. Three deadlifts, three power cleans, three front squats. Um, so the workout that I wanted to do in practice for this competition was 21 pull-ups, 21 deadlifts at 135 pounds, 15 pull-ups, 15 power cleans at 135, nine pull-ups, and then nine front squats at 135. Damn. So it's kind of like a, a complex. So when you deadlift at the end of the movement, the bar is like resting at your hips, you know, it's hanging in your arms. That's kind of the starting point of power clean. So you get the power clean up from the ground then to your shoulders. Once that part's done, the front squat is kind of the next part of that where the bar's on your shoulders and then you squat with the bar resting on your shoulders. Um, so this complex was kind of broken up by the pull-ups. Okay, so rather, th- so it's not like you're doing uh, like, you know, nine deadlifts in a row, you, you bring up the deadlift. Then from there, you bring it up to your shoulders for the next movement. Then from there you do a squat. No, no, it, it's, it is in a row, but it's just okay. kind of why the program or why the workout was designed that way is I guess why I was mentioning those things. Um, because the movements kind of build off each other. Like the deadlift is the first part of the clean. Um, then the front squat would be kind of after that, like after you've already cleaned it up, then you're able to front squat it. Um, so the movement, the barbell movements kind of build off each other and get a little bit more difficult as it yeah, goes on. For sure. Um, so I did that workout. It took me four minutes, 35 seconds, which I thought was pretty good for my first time trying it out. Um, and I was making min- mental notes along the way of like, you know, what I need to adjust on competition day to make it more efficient and everything. Um, so then what I sorts of to- adjustments are those? Just like, oh, my knee is stuck out a little bit here. So no, the bar wasn't clearing that, it very that's fast. That's a good question. So. Um, I broke up the pull-ups. The first set of 21 pull-ups, I did 11 and then 10. Um, and I knew that that would be like a good resting point for me where I'm not going to lose a lot of time. So I was like, okay, check that off. That's a good rep scheme to keep. On the deadlifts, I did the same thing. 11, dropped the bar, took like two or three good deep breaths, picked it back up, and then did 10. Um, for the power cleans, um, I thought that I'd be able to either do them all 15 straight through without dropping it or maybe do a set of eight and a set of six. Um, I was pretty far off on that. I also wear gloves when I do pull-ups. Um, and I noticed that I wasn't able to do the cleans as good. So I made a note, like, you know, as soon as I'm done the second set of 15 pull-ups, take the gloves off. So I'm going to be better on the power cleans without them. And the last set of nine pull-ups, I just won't use them or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
How many so, seconds of a difference is it between like first and second place or between winning one of these? I mean, things? It, it can be tenths of a second in some competitions. Wow. Um, so I got that done in 435. I'm hoping to get it down to four minutes on the day of competition. Wow. Awesome. Uh, so I think, you know, kind of knowing ahead of time um, how the workout feels, knowing a little bit better of my rep scheme, um, knowing like when and where to take my, you know, good deep breaths to kind of reset myself. And of course, the adrenaline of competition day. I think that'll all help me out, you know? Yeah, for sure. What would more of a beginner's uh, routine look like? Um, I guess doing that with lighter weight and, you know, the, everything in CrossFit is scalable. So instead of doing regular pull-ups like I did, you would put a big rubber band around the pull-up bar and you would put your foot in the rubber band and that helps you at the bottom kind of spring you back up to the top so you're not using all of your muscle to get you back up. Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me ask you about CrossFit pull-ups really quickly because as someone that doesn't know anything about CrossFit, this is like a big point of contention for me that <laughs> oh, I don't is. even begin to. And it's funny because like I don't I, I it's it's really crummy for me to bring this up because I don't know any other like anything about CrossFit. Somehow one time I saw someone doing these kipping CrossFit pull-ups, and I. I don't understand that at all. Like to me, you're asking someone to get injured, basically. Like if they're like somebody that doesn't work out a lot and they come to the gym and they see someone like throwing their weight back and forth off this bar. And so first of all, there's the injury piece. Second of all, like how much of a service are you like if the whole point of of CrossFit that that is kind of advertised is to have really functional movements, you know, like we want good function that's like, in my opinion, like kind of poor function and poor form. Like, what muscles are even firing exactly <laughs> when you're throwing your weight up and down? Right. right. Um, yeah. Could we just go over just the CrossFit pull-up really quick and your thoughts about sure. and everything? Yeah, totally. That's a great point, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same sentiments as you. Um, so let's see where to begin. So first, there's the strict pull-up, which is you know you're hanging from the bar. You use your your biceps back, your whole upper body to just pull yourself up straight. You're not using any momentum from your leg. It's a, a very slow and controlled movement. So that's what you're talking about, military style, whatever, like normal pull-up. Right. Then you've got your typical quote-unquote CrossFit kipping pull-up, which is kind of like a hip thrust to help you know jumpstart your momentum getting up to the bar, and it's almost like you're uh, I know people listening are going to see this, but you're kind of making an arc. Like you're going out away from the bar and then pulling yourself into the bar and then you're pushing yourself away from the bar so that on the way back down, you kind of have that momentum to keep going back and forth in this like kind of back and forth arc. Yeah, you're um, almost like swinging uh, like, you know, right. up and down on the bar. But then there's the more advanced version, which is what I'm doing now, what they call butterfly pull-ups, which is a slightly different variation of the kip where it's just a little bit more fluid. It's a little bit more like circular instead of arcing, um, you can cycle through them a lot faster. So now to address your points of, you know, what are you working and stuff, as we talked about, um, there's a lot of different reasons why people do CrossFit. If you just want to build muscle, if you just want to get stronger, um, I think probably the strict pull-up is the way to go. You know, that that's going to build muscle because the other ones, um, even though they look a little more difficult in technique, they're easier on, on those muscles. So your shoulders, your back, your biceps, the muscles that are, you know, your forearms, the muscles that are pulling you up to that bar aren't working quite as much because you're kipping your legs up. So a kip is, is basically if you've seen people lay on their back on the ground and then, you know, fling their legs and hips up to like pop up to their feet, that's basically what a kip is. Okay. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're using that popping open of your hips in order to create momentum for your body. Like a, like a Bruce Lee, like ninja jump, like off exactly. the floor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, as I said, there's a lot of different reasons why people do CrossFit. So part of keeping it intense is to get through the movements as quickly as you can. So you're getting the aerobic capacity of, you know, burning out your lungs, losing your breath, you know, getting your heart rate up super high. If you were to do these strict pull-ups, you would hit muscle failure a lot quicker because your muscles just give out and you can't do another pull-up. Then you have to stop and rest. So that loses the intensity of the workout, which is totally fine in some instances. But if you're in a competition and the goal is to get through XYZ movements as quickly as possible, then you're looking for the fastest and most efficient way to get through them. Yeah. So that's kind of where that that uh, weird form comes in and stuff. That's a really good point because, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, for beginners, even doing like one pull-up is very, very difficult. So if, yep. if let's say you were doing a, a much more strict style of pull-up, 
you know, you can't really be telling people, all right, we're going to do 15, you do 15 of these, 15 of these, 15 of these, like really quickly, then do two pull-ups and then come back. And, you know, it's like that really, I guess, breaks the rhythm of the entire day. Yeah. And, and so to go back to kind of the good and the, the bad gyms and bad coaching styles, you know, some gyms might put you in there when you can't really do one or two good strict pull-ups and they might say, oh, well, just kip it. Like use your hips to pull you up there. Um, the gym I go to, which I, like I said, I feel like has really good coaching and stuff. They don't do that. They put you on a rubber band and make you do strict pull-ups until you can do several strict pull-ups without a rubber band. Then they might start teaching you how to kip the pull-ups. Oh, that's uh, good. Because when you come back down from it, sure, it's easier to get back up. But when you come back down, you've got a lot more of that swinging force. And so if your muscles aren't built for that yet, then you're definitely asking for in- injury. Yeah. So in order to get to each of the next steps, like you have to be ready for it. You have to be strong enough to do it. So the last time I did strict pull-ups, I'm going to say probably 15 in a row or so of like just the straight strict kind. Yeah. It, it might be, you know, more or less on any, on any given day. Um, but I think the last time I did it, it was right around 15. Um, so I can do 15 strict ones. The last time I did kipping, like regular style kipping, it might have been, I don't know, 31 or 32. And then the butterfly style, I was able to get 43 the last time I did it for the max reps. Wow, that's uh, crazy. I got to check out these butterfly style <laughs> pull-ups. Those sound crazy. Yeah. Um, so go over some of the the CrossFit terminology, uh, acronyms, stuff like that. <laughs> so obviously, like a gym is called a box. I've seen online like Metcons everyone talks about, WOD. Like I don't know what WOD is. <laughs> Sure. So the Metcon is short for metabolic conditioning, um, which could also be a synonym for WOD, I guess. Um, the WOD, or people call it WOD, is uh, workout of the day. So CrossFit headquarters, who you know originated CrossFit and they came up with the initial CrossFit workouts, um, they would have a workout of the day posted on their website every single day. Um, so they just came up with that acronym to signify this is the workout that everybody does today. Um, because in the beginning of CrossFit, everything that people did was just from CrossFit.com, um, which people refer to now as the main site, CrossFit main site. <laughs> and um, so now anytime you do a workout, people can call it a wad, you know, like whether it be you're doing four of them in the day, even even if you do four, they still say a wad, like just workout of the day. You yeah, know? it's what you do so today. Kind of, yeah, so it, it's kind of uh, the generic term now for just a CrossFit workout is a wad. Um, people also will call it, like I said, a Metcon, which is short for meta- metabolic conditioning, um, which is just another word for you're doing a workout. Yeah. Uh, typically speaking, that would be like, you know, your fast, intense, like high speed workouts that are timed of, of some sort, as opposed to, you know, CrossFit people like myself, we do do a lifting session. So I'll go in and do three sets of eight back squats or, you know, three sets of eight deadlifts or whatever it is. Um, but I wouldn't call that a WOD or a Metcon. That would be just, you know, a lifting session or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, that, I get, sorry. We'll we'll get back to the terminology in a second. Sure. But you just brought up a question, which is, um, if you belong to a CrossFit gym, are you allowed to go in there when there's not a class going on and to just lift? If that's just what you want to do? Yeah. Good question. Every every gym is different. Um, our gym, if you have an unlimited package, meaning you can go, you know, seven days a week as many times as you want to the gym and take classes. If you have that unlimited package, then they'll allow you to go in during the open gym times and just do whatever you want. Um, whether that just be you want to hang out and stretch and, and mobilize or do a lift or do a Metcon of your own, um, you can do whatever you want. Um, our, again, our, our gym, uh, if you only signed up for like a three-day-a-week package, then you don't have access to that open gym time. Yeah. So I'm sure every gym has like different policies and regulations or whatever they want to do, you know? Right. So, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Let's get back to uh, different acronyms and stuff like that. What are some of the other things that someone's going to encounter? That way, if someone listens to this and they want to go and do CrossFit, they're not just going to sound like a total idiot when they walk in. Yep. So, you've got, um, let's see, we've got AMRAP, which is um, as many rounds as possible. So, if the workout of the day or the WOD or the Metcon calls for a 12-minute AMRAP, um, the workout I did last night after my personal session with the class um, was as many rounds as possible or as many reps as possible, they might say, in 12 minutes. So for 12 minutes, we did five pull-ups, 10 burpees, and then 15 box jumps where you just jump on top of a box, jump back off, jump back up, jump back off. Um, so we did that sequence of events and movements in that rep scheme um, just straight for 12 minutes. And you just count your reps, you count your rounds, and your score is however many you got. So that's an AMRAP, okay. A-M-R-A-P. Um, what are the other terms we have? Um, 
Shoot, what else have you heard? I, I, I feel like it's, I'm so ingrained in it that I don't notice it until it's gotten brought up, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll just talk a little bit more about that. So the way that they score workouts, you've got your AMRAP, um, which, like I said, might be as many rounds as possible or as many reps as possible. And then you've got your timed workout. So the first one I did last night, like I said, it was um, a rep scheme of 21 of this movement, 21 of that movement, 15 of this and that, 9 of this and that. So you've got a set rep scheme and a set you know, movements that you are timed to complete it as fast as you can. That's another style of counting your, you know, tracking your workout or whatever. Right. Um, and then let's see, what else do they have? Um, what sort of tech do you use to track your workouts? You said that you really like to track your stuff. Any recommendations yeah. for apps or anything like I that? I started out, um, our gym gives you what they call a success journal, which is just like a little notebook that they print up that has, you know, each daily log that you can just write in. Um, I ended up finding a, an app, I think it was like two bucks, called MyWad. Um, and it's great. It's got like a, an awesome search feature. So if I want to see like what's the last time I did a thruster, I can just type in the word thruster and every workout that I've ever done that included that will pop up. And I can scroll through and you know kind of get a gauge of like, okay, last time I was able to do 21 thrusters at 95 pounds without dropping the bar. So I kind of know where I'm at, you know? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So you're... It's, it's, sorry, the, the app real quick. I, I feel, sound like I'm... Uh, you know, sponsoring these guys or whatever or endorsing them. But <laughs> I, I just find it really helpful for me. They also have a section where you can list your max movements or your, you know, you can write out different movements. So I'll type in, you know, shoulder press. And today I got X amount of weight, X amount of reps on shoulder press. And now I have a little section for of just my one rep max or my three rep max shoulder presses or whatever. Awesome. Um, so that's a good, good way to search and track your progress as well. So basically at the end of a workout, you're just taking a couple minutes and entering all your, your data in for the day. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, either a written or maybe an unspoken rule. Like you're not really supposed to be on your phone in the, in the CrossFit gym, you know? Yeah. So I keep it on airplane mode, but as we're going through everything, you know, like after the warm up, I'll type out what, what I did for the warm up. Um, you know, if we do a lifting session, I'll type out what I did. And then, you know, ahead of time, I'll have already written out the, the sequence of events for the workout of the day. And then afterwards, I'll just go ahead and type my time. I kind of keep that on my uh, notepad in, I, in my iPhone. And then I just copy and paste it over into the MyWatt app after the session's over. Okay, cool. Um, so we covered earlier why why you think CrossFit is so popular and like what made CrossFit so great. I think to mm-hmm. only be fair, because CrossFit is such a bizarrely polarizing thing it's so weird the things that people decide to get worked up over yeah but, sorry i have to interrupt you one more yeah. thing of why it, it's very popular i've heard people say that it's the quickest way to get to the runner's high so if you've heard that term runner's high yeah it's just for sure when your endorphins kick in and you just you just feel fucking awesome from you know physically exerting yourself you know like i said the workout i did yesterday in the beginning only took me four minutes 35 seconds there's workouts that take people you know less than two minutes and in that two minutes, you can feel like you just busted your ass. And, you know, obviously it hurts, but at the same time, like you want to keep coming back for more. So the fact that you can get in a, a really intense, like high quality workout in such a short amount of time and in that amount of time, make yourself feel a certain way. Yeah, have a crazy really release of endorphins and everything. How, uh, do they try to build you up to working out at your max capacity whatever like either way your max capacity is going to continue to raise up but mm-hmm. i imagine that there's something probably not good about somebody coming in off the street that hasn't worked out for two years and going to their max capacity day one like they might just fall over on the ground and die yeah again it all comes down to the gym because i i could have very well fell over and died at that first gym that I went to. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know the the first workout that i did again it was 500 meter row 40 squats 30 sit-ups 20 push-ups 10 pull-ups I did that workout the first day at the gym that I now train at. Um, and like I said, there was a coach there with me one-on-one helping me walk through everything. I had to use rubber bands on the pull-ups. You know, I really, really struggled to get 30 sit-ups. Like it was painful to get my body to move upward, you know. And I felt like I was pretty active and fit. And that workout took me just under nine minutes. And nowadays I can do that workout in under four minutes. And I can do it back-to-back twice in probably less than nine minutes, you know? Yeah. But I've, I've seen new, new people come in there that are obviously less fit. They can't go to a full squat. There's no way in hell they could even get on a pull-up bar, much less use rubber bands. So they're using rings and doing what they call ring rows and scaling back pull-ups even more. And I've seen people not even finish the squats. Like, they'll, you know, scale it back to 250-meter row and not 500 and scale it back to 20 squats. Like, they'll cut everything in half. And they still won't finish the workout. 
Um, so the coach is right there making sure that they're staying safe. And if they're hitting red line and, you know, they're about to vomit or whatever it is, like they stop and bring them outside, get them fresh air, get them water, you know, yeah. like it does get intense, you know, that's, that's part of the draw of it. And, you know, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. But at the same time, you got to listen to your body and be smart about it. It's really nice to hear stories about, <laughs> it's funny to say it's really nice to hear stories about people like that, but it is nice to hear stories about people like that. Because to your point of you being pretty fit when you went in for the first time, like I, I'm a pretty fit person. And part of the reason why I've never done CrossFit is because of the nerves of like, I'm about to walk into this place. Like, what if I act like an idiot and these people are going to be looking at me or what, you know, I'm supposed to do 10 squats and I only do five. And like, do, do I just push myself to the other 10 anyways? Or do I just start crying and curl up in the <laughs> fetal position? Like what happens, you know? So it's nice right. to hear stories about people that just are like, whatever, I'm going in this place and I'm just going to try whatever I can do anyways, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people at all skill levels, you know, I, I totally understand where that nerve comes from. Um, and I still get nervous to a, to a different degree. Yesterday before that twenty one fifteen nine workout, I was nervous. I was like, this is just practice for a competition. It's just me doing some pull-ups and deadlifts. Like, there's no big deal. There's no reason why I should have butterflies. But you feel nervous just because you know you're about to push yourself to that intense you know, place where it's going to hurt. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's probably a pretty good and healthy thing, and it's kind of exciting. And, um, and, but to your point of you know, being worried about it, um, I think people kind of have a preconceived notion that every CrossFit athlete looks like the people they see on TV or the, you know, superhero looking people they see on Instagram or whatever. And it's not like that. You know, those are very few and far between. Yeah, definitely. It, um, what you were just saying just made me think of an interview that I had the other day. And now I can't remember which one it was, um, probably the, the female bodybuilder that I interviewed, but just talking about how like today in modern society, there's really no need to ever push yourself for anything, you know, like mm -hmm. you don't have to grow your own food. You don't, you know, like everything, like you don't have to even go to the library to get a book for a piece of information that you wanted, let alone like try to find that information through other means, you know, like your information's right in front of you on the computer. Your food is just available at the grocery store. You don't need to work out if you don't, you know, want to. There's something really great about purposely making your life a little bit harder than it needs to be you know and pushing yourself yep. to um to to max capacity and, and like you said maybe making yourself throw up or whatever it is like that's probably not that great but uh it's uh it's nice to do things that are hard when you don't need to do things that are hard totally and thankfully i've never thrown up myself um and i've never even seen anybody in my gym throw up to, to that matter but um yeah crossfit is really really mental um, you know, all the high level athletes will tell you that it, it's one of the biggest components of their sport. And it's, you know, they read psychology books, they, they work with coaches on their mental game, but even at, you know, an everyday person level, mentally pushing yourself out of your comfort zone on a daily basis, there's really something to be said about that. Um, and whether that's just getting off the fucking couch and going to the gym, like that can be mental sometimes yeah. or when, you know, you're tired and you're, you're stressed out and things are busy in life. And just getting to the gym, that could be mental. But then when you're there, you know, pushing yourself to do that extra rep or, you know, when you feel like you just can't push anymore and the coach says, give me one more and you push through that, like breaking through those mental barriers is huge. And I think that that mental thing can really transfer into a lot of other aspects of your life that will, you know, play out positively for you. Definitely. Definitely. There's no way that you grow that way mentally in the gym and then, uh, just stay a slob in the rest of your life. You know, those mental yeah. gains carry over everywhere. Totally. And uh, kind of to, to that same effect, um, maybe it's not the same, but it made me think of this. I, I heard on another podcast that I, I listened to, um, one of the hosts was saying that, you know, to do CrossFit on a regular basis takes a certain personality type of, you know, somebody that is a go-getter, somebody that is willing to push himself mentally, somebody that wants something better for themselves. So it, in the gym, it's a great place to meet other people and network because, if you're a plumber and you do CrossFit, you're probably the best fucking plumber out there. <laughs> you have that work ethic and you have that desire to, to push really, yourself. It's a really, really, know? really good point. Whether it's going to be a plumber or you know a, a, an artist or a graphic designer or a writer, whoever it is, like the people in your gym come from all walks of life. And for me, it, it's definitely proven to be a great resource and networking tool. And I think uh, other people would find the same thing. That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about some of the the black eye that CrossFit has and why there's so much um 
uh, I don't know, like why it gets so much heat and why, why people hate on it so much. As someone that does CrossFit, why do you think that is? Uh, I got to say disclaimer, <laughs> me and this show has nothing to do with CrossFit headquarters. Right. I trained at a CrossFit gym. I'm not speaking on behalf of CrossFit Inc. I know they have a huge <laughs> team of lawyers. I am not connected with them at all. This is one dude's opinion that likes to work out at a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think because people get so hooked on it, they talk about it a lot. Um, I, I'm a pretty intense personality type anyway. You know, when I was a young kid and got into BMX, like from as long as I could remember, all I wanted to do was BMX stuff and I made a career out of it. And then when I found CrossFit, I've, I've gotten just intent, as intense about that and I've shifted my career path to the CrossFit industry now. Um, and so I think just being that, you know, it becomes so encompassing in, in people's lives so quickly. Yeah. Just hearing people talk about it nonstop can be annoying to people. And, and that is part of that black guy. You know, that might be one punch that led to the, the black guy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's definitely, I even think, you know, a lot of goofy looking stuff. Like, yeah, if you want to say like kipping pull ups and all that kind of stuff, like looks crazy and goofy, like it does. You know, we look like we're just flailing around like idiots, you know? <laughs> so, so. There's that, and then you know some of the clothes. Like people come in there wearing neon shoes and high socks, so they don't scratch up their legs on deadlifts. And you know some people wear silly bandanas or headbands or whatever. You know they've got their their gear on, and they're you know I've definitely seen people that are overly geared up for their skill level just because they want to fit the part and stuff. And uh, they look a little kooky, but you know I'm sure you have that in any other sport, whether it be mountain biking or surfing. You've got the you know people that just want to fit in or whatever. Um, and then uh, I think it's just so new. People are like scared of it and stuff. You know, they're, they're not scared of it, but just they don't know what to make of it yet. You know, it hasn't been around long enough for for everybody to accept it. Yeah, you know, you've got the the early adopters and kind of the middle of the road adopters, and then the stragglers that you know eventually they'll catch on and eventually they'll be be okay with it and cool with it and not think anything of it you know yeah that's a really good point it's so much easier to kind of uh point the finger at or like make fun of whatever the new hot thing is even yeah. though even though it might make total sense or for that matter if you were working out with a uh just a coach at a gym in the 70s this is probably the stuff that a coach in the gym in the 70s would have had you doing every single day. You know, yeah. it, it, like if you're doing one-on-one personal training, that coach is going to probably, if they're a good coach, is going to make sure you're going really quickly and trying to do, you know, a bunch of different things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is just in a much more organized fashion, finally, you know? Yeah, and, and we're not wearing unitards, so that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, so why don't you finish off with giving us all a piece of advice for people that want to get started with CrossFit? I think the advice that you gave earlier was absolutely fantastic of yeah. trying out multiple places. So, um, uh, any, any other advice you could offer? Yeah, definitely try out multiple places. Um, if you can get a friend to try it with you, you know, those, that nervous feeling of going into the gym by yourself, like feeling intimidated will get lessened, you know? Um, so, you know, grab a friend, um, don't push yourself too hard. Um, you know, listen to your body and go at your own pace and, and don't feel embarrassed or shy or, or self-conscious about where you're at. You know, everybody starts at a different place. And uh, I think, you know, for the most part, any gym you go into, people are going to be stoked to see a new face in there and to see somebody, you know, trying to do something to benefit their lives, you know? So uh, don't, don't put it on a pedestal. You know, it's not that big a deal. It's just a freaking workout. <laughs> That's good advice for everything in life. Just take stuff off pedestals. No need. Yeah, for sure. Um, Fat, why don't you tell everyone about your two major projects? They can, obviously, you also have your photography side, but tell them about Break Parallel. Tell them about the your podcast um, that people can check out more. more yeah, I'd love stuff. to. So my podcast is called The Expansion Project, and you can find that on iTunes and Stitcher and all that stuff. And the premise um, of the podcast is to grow and expand uh, my mind by listening to other people's stories. So kind of similar to, to your show uh, in a way, um, but I interview professional athletes and uh, you know, BMX riders, CrossFit athletes, entrepreneurs and coaches and investors and authors and bloggers and musicians and basically people that I find to be successful and just interesting just to kind of uh, dig a little bit more into their story and, and figure out how they got to where they are or why what they makes are the success happen. Exactly. So then my other uh, new project that I'm super excited about and is very relevant to this show is uh, called breakparallel.com. That's a great name, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Did you you uh, came up with that? Uh, I have a business partner and we brainstormed for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so any, anybody listening that uh, hasn't cued in on it yet, um, when you go into a squat, if your hip crease goes below your knee, that is breaking parallel. 
Um, so that's a, a big thing of getting full depth um, in CrossFit. We always want to have full range of motion. So breakparallel.com is a website that basically as a CrossFit fan, I was looking for and it didn't exist. Um, so I found a, a friend of mine that was willing to go in as a partner with me and, and put in the, the sweat equity to make this work. So basically, it is an entertainment site for, again, we're not affiliated with CrossFit Inc. in any way, um, <laughs> but we post content that's related to the functional fitness world. So um, also, as a producer myself, I, I make videos, I shoot photos and stuff, and a lot of the content that I create for my clients might get seen on their Facebook, on their YouTube channel, but if you're not following them directly, you're not going to find it. So we wanted to create a platform where Fans just have a place to go every day that they can find like cool content for the functional fitness world. And then as a side effect, the brands and the companies that help drive the industry and the athletes that you know are a huge part of this industry, they have a platform to showcase themselves on. Um, so we have photos and, and uh, like kind of gallery roundups similar to what the Chive and Shock Mansion does. Um, we have videos from all the cool companies out there posting content and you know updates and video results from the competitions that are going on out there. And uh, yeah, it's been a really fun project. It's a couple months launching. I think going on three months now we launched it. Yeah, I mean, it's a really uh, well put together site. It just looks nice. Yeah, thanks. It it seems like we're getting a good response. It seems like the fans um, are, we're we're waiting for something like this, you know? Uh, So anybody out there listening, if if you guys are fans or just want to check it out, it's uh, breakparallel.com. And of course, we're on Instagram. We've got a, you know, Facebook page. We've got the newsletter, all that stuff too. Awesome. Fat. Well, check it out, man. Dude, thank you so much for all of the info. I think you took a lot of the uh, scariness out of CrossFit. And, and I, even I might go and try it out now. This sounds good. Awesome. I would love to hear how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I'll... Let, let me know what your first wad was and what your time was. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Hey everyone, it's Blake. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that if you have any ideas for the show, be that a person that you would like me to interview or just a topic that you would like me to cover on the show and you want me to track someone down, or if you have a question for an episode like today's or any other episode that you were kind of biting your tongue and wishing that I had asked, you can submit all that through my website on the submit your ideas link. And I will either track down an old guest to ask those questions for you or find that new guest that you want to hear from. Thanks so much.